This is the All Pro Wrestling 100 Podcast for 12-9-2020. This podcast happens to be all pro wrestling and only pro wrestling, and this is for the busy listener who doesn't have time to listen to 100 pro wrestling podcasts every day. Today we've got Impact on Axis Review, or as they're calling it, the AEW on Impact on Axis Review. It's got a lot going on in this episode. So we're going to jump right in with Josh Matthews promoing the interview later in the evening with Kenny Omega, the AEW champion. He's on a tour bus in Nashville, we're told. Probably not true. But Impact talking a lot about Nashville lately. Not sure why. I'm going to have to look into that. Impact has been, I've been calling them the Canadian Wrestling Federation for quite some time because pretty much all their contracts are centered around Canada. You want to play? You got to come to Canada. So interesting that they're making this Nashville connection. First match of the night, Chris Sabin goes over on Josh Alexander. This is to promote a three-tag team feud for the tag titles between the North, the Motor City Machine Guns, and Gallows and Anderson. Next segment, a paid advertisement for AEW featuring Tony Khan and Tony Schiavone. This is very cool. I'd never seen Tony Khan do a promo before, so that was awesome. It's just neat to see interpromotional work like this and, you know, Tony Schiavone getting around. Takes himself an 18-year vacation from pro wrestling and... And now he's on AEW on TNT, and he's on Impact on Axis. Give it up for Tony Schiavone. It's a slow applause. It's a slow applause. Tony Schiavone. Coming back to pro wrestling, Tony Khan says that he could stop Kenny Omega from doing this promo spot at the end of the program tonight if he really wanted to. But he supports this uh, interpromotional, interfederational gimmick. He says that he could get an injunction, but instead he bought an ad spot on Impact because he thinks it's good for both companies. Says he has some financial interest in Nashville, and he might even consider buying Impact Wrestling at some point in the future. So I enjoyed this. It's uh, meant to seem friendly, but at the same time a little confrontational, building a little tension between the brands. I like this. Next match, we have Brian Myers, the most professional wrestler, taking on TJ Perkins. Uh, Myers wins by throwing the ref into TJP to break a knee bar rather than submit. And then he gets the clothesline and the pin. Listen, you might think a clothesline is a lazy finish, but Brian Myers, he'd take the uh, ball-peen hammer to the head finish. Okay, He'd take anything to get a win after losing 400 matches in the WWE. Uh, Kurt Hawkins would take the acquitted-on-manslaughter-charge victory just to have had one victory in the WWE. So clothesline, old-school, most professional wrestler gets the victory. Next up, we have Eric Young getting the victory over Cody Diener. Post-match, Eric Young and Joe Doring do what they've done for five straight weeks now. They lay out the Deaners, but this time Rhino runs in with a lead pipe and clears the ring. And it was a big pipe, and it was a real pipe. This was no kayfabe pipe. This was a shoot pipe. This was not a working pipe, folks. This was a real pipe. So, uh, yeah, I'd clear the ring, too. Knockouts Tag Team Championship Tournament Semifinals. Knockouts Champion Deanna Perrazzo and Kimberly taking on Taya Valkyrie and Rosemary. A chance for us to see the budding romance between married Taya Valkyrie and Rosemary, which the cameras are trying not to show us. Every time Taya comes over and starts to grope Rosemary, they pull the camera away. Even though this is a very post-produced program, probably the most post-produced wrestling program, even pre-COVID. Okay, all these guys do is pre-produce, and yet we never get to see Taya and Rosemary hanging around being all sisterly. Deanna Perrazzo. She's wearing her sheer pants with some checkers, and what they make me want to do is play chess. She's got a thong on underneath 
sheer tights. I love Deanna Perrazzo. And, and I've said this before, and, and I get the email saying, Deanna Perrazzo, don't you notice she has a belly? Uh, yeah, yeah, I noticed. And she's out there tonight with that belly in sheer pants with a thong underneath. I love Deanna Perrazzo. She's saving the knockouts division. She's classing it up. Classing it up one thong at a time. Tyre and Rosemary, they're in love. If you look closely, you can see it. So you better look out, Johnny Nitro. You better look out, Johnny Raw. You don't want to lose another woman here. For those of you who are checking out Impact for the first time because AEW's there, Rosemary is the undertaker of women's wrestling. I love Rosemary. She's gotten a little thicker over the last couple of years. I'm a, I'm a bigger fan now. Even bigger fan. More of Rosemary to love. Deanna Perrazzo, of course, is the future mother of my children, so this match has a special place in my heart. Taya and Kimberly, these two do about four minutes in the middle of the ring. Two voluptuous blondes in colorful and revealing outfits rolling around in a ring together. And after they make the tags, they do a simultaneous split and then punch each other while in the splits. This was good stuff. Hugh Hefner couldn't have booked this match better. Deanna accidentally kicks Kimberly and Rosemary gets the pin. Then she lays on top of Kimberly and molests her belly for a moment. This is real. You should look it up. It happened. I'm not exaggerating. Good stuff. So Taya and Rosemary move on in the tournament. Alicia Edwards dumped to Neil. And Alicia's getting better. So I mentioned her this time. Next, we have another promo. You know, Impact trying to get all of the uh, promotional material they can in this one chance where they got eyes from some in intense AEW viewers. The casual AEW NXT viewer is not going to come over here and check out Impact on Axis, but the hardcore AEW fan will. So Sammy Callahan, he comes out and he promos his past feuds with Eddie Edwards. They revisit the infamous eye incident from two years ago. In doing a spot with a baseball bat, Sammy Callahan accidentally crushed Eddie Edwards' orbital with a baseball bat. It was real, and they show it, they pull away view on the hard cam, because when you see it live, it's, it's graphic and horrific, and I don't recommend going and watching it. But, you know, it was Sammy's first big impression and impact, and he talks about how he put impact on the map with that move, and, you know, now they're both selling it. Like, it was a real thing and it was meant to happen. But the truth is, it was an accident. Sammy was not trying to kill Eddie Edwards. So the company, they got some eyes on him back when this happened, and they decided to make the most of it. And now that they got some eyes on him again, they're revisiting the storyline. They even had Eddie come out with a black eye, which is rather confusing in the narrative. And I think it's insulting to regular viewers of Impact. It's making it seem like this bat to the eye happened recently. And it didn't. But it doesn't really matter. They can go ahead and they can revisit the storyline because it was fine. I don't like Eddie Edwards, so I'm not going to like anything he does. But if it helps Impact retain some of the, the temporary pop and viewership they're going to get from this AEW one-time appearance, I'm fine with that. Let people think there's going to be a bat to the eye if it makes them tune in for another couple of weeks because there's a lot to love here on Impact Wrestling. We got what they're calling the main event, Chris Bay and Moose, the TNA champion versus Rick Swan and Willie Mack. Don't listen to Josh Matthews when he tells you Moose isn't the TNA champion. If you're new to watching Impact Wrestling, Moose is the TNA champion. Uh, Chris Bay gets the pin on Willie Mack after Moose does his MMA elbows, which seem to be his new finisher, mounting a guy, getting in the ground and pound, hitting him with elbows until the referee stops the fight. That's fine. The real main event is Don Callis and Kenny Omega in a trailer that's supposed to be parked outside of Nashville, talking with Josh Matthews. The most interesting thing that happens in this five-minute promo is they remove John Moxley's name from the AEW title. 
and Kenny Omega asked Matthews, you know Dean Ambrose, right? You guys spent some time together over in WWE. That was kind of funny. Uh, then they go on with a history lesson about how Don and Kenny Omega have been partners and, you know, have worked together for years. And this is a really long plan to make Kenny the best wrestler in the world and to get a top title. And that Impact Wrestling was kind of a pawn in this long-term plan of these two. You know, Don says, it was never my goal to call matches in New Japan. It was never my goal to sit in an office in Impact. It was my goal to be by Kenny Omega's side when he won the world title. So pretty cool. Don Callis turns heel. Don hasn't been on Impact very much lately, and I wouldn't be surprised if Don ends up working for AEW or ends up with an ownership stake in Impact because there's nothing keeping Don in Impact except money. So if somebody else offers him more money, why wouldn't he leave? We haven't seen much of Don. I'm not saying he hasn't been working. It's just Don had his hands in all parts of the business a year ago and two years ago, and now we see him more on AEW than we do on Impact. So this promo could be setting up a lot of things for Don Callis and Kenny Omega, not to mention AEW and Impact Wrestling. This is a multi-dimensional promo with a lot of people going into business for themselves here. Impact, Don Callis, Kenny Omega, and AEW. Everybody believes there's a position of self-interest to be had in this one-time partnership. I said it last week. If this proves beneficial for everybody, we'll see it over and over again. But I suppose it's to be expected from a lifelong wrestling politician like Don Callis that he's going to go into business for himself a little bit with his character and his storyline here and maybe take a few liberties with the company he works for in producing a promo for the next company he may end up working for. But this was an amazing episode of Impact on Axis, and I think it did a pretty good job of showcasing the talent. There were some people we were missing. I would have liked to have seen Sue Young. I think that People are missing that supernatural angle to the knockouts division that we have with Rosemary and Sue Young, but maybe that was intentional. So I enjoyed Impact tonight. I think it did a pretty good job of representing about 80% of the assets they have, and they represented themselves well. I hope this is the beginning of a long-term partnership with AEW, and I hope AEW does these types of partnerships with all kinds of independents. I would love a chance for AEW to help promote exposure with some indies I don't get a chance to regularly see, because I love independent wrestling. So this is the third podcast we've put out today. we got one more, Ring of Honor, episode 481, is going to drop at some point in the next 24 hours. And we've got a special segment coming up, the top nine most influential professional wrestlers in the history of pro wrestling. That's characters and personalities. I have a whole list of honorable mentions that should probably be its own show. I tried to make it a top ten, but I could only come up with nine that in my opinion couldn't be argued with. So these are the definable top nine. If there was a Mount Rushmore with nine faces, these would be the All-Pro Wrestling 100 top nine of all time. We'll define that at a later date. Subscribe where you listen. Thanks for tuning in. This has been the All-Pro Wrestling 100 podcast.